As a kid, there were two things I could always count on at my grandmother's house. One, there was always something in the oven, no matter the time of day. And two, at Christmas, she would always make a special type of peanut butter cookie candy thing that I have yet to have, just like hers since I was a kid. My grandmother lived in the kitchen with eight kids of her own, and goodness knows the ocean of grandkids. It was no wonder, but I think she actually just loved having something ready for whenever someone dropped by unannounced. But these cookies, going back to these cookies, years ago, like 15 or so, I asked everyone in the family, what was the recipe? Was it ever written down? Who has it? Who did she show how to make these two? And unfortunately, it was never written down. Nobody has it. And she just liked being in the kitchen, so she kind of did it on her own. I've never had those cookies the way that my grandmother would make them, and it's only been in recent years that I even came across various recipes for them online. And no matter the recipe, the ingredients, the website, the reviews, they're just not the same as hers. Maybe it's it's because I was single digits in early teen years when having them, and they were just magical because they were grandmother's peanut butter pinwheels. And who doesn't love magical yumminess in cookie form? And honestly, the fact that they were hers probably had something to do with it as well, I'm sure. Maybe it's the way that she always managed to get the perfect amount of peanut butter in each roll and how she would bake them to perfection, but then she would place them in the refrigerator to chill because they had to be cold, but they were still so soft. And ah, what I would give to have a simple note card with her handwriting on it detailing what I've learned them to be called as peanut butter pinwheels. If you have a favorite recipe of your grandmother making these, please let me know. I would be curious. Now, sadly, my grandmother passed away many years ago. But even now, even now, every time the Christmas tree goes up or if we pull the lights out of the boxes, I can't help but think of these gosh darn cookies. It's funny how some traditions seem to always come to mind during certain seasons, right? And that's what kind of traditions are. They, they emulate nostalgia and they, they, they bring to attention years past, right? Most holidays around this time of year, they include lots and lots of food and not just peanut butter cookies. There's the feast, there's the dinner parties, the potlucks, you name it, and it's a fun time to share. It's busy, it's a busy time without question, but one that's worth it, especially when people you haven't seen in maybe even over a year when they're there. The people, the food, the stories repeated every year, the laughter until someone snorts, we all know who you are. The way the conversation always seems to veer off into a weird and wonderful tangent. And then, of course, the food comas, where we can barely hold our eyes open in mid-conversation. All the things, all the things, all the memories, all the memories, all the traditions. Every year, it seems like the holiday season sneaks up on me a little earlier than the last. And this year, 
No exception, I was barely into my pumpkin spice latte before I started seeing Christmas decorations in the store windows. And as much as I love the holidays, I have to admit they tend to feel a bit different each year. And sometimes that has to do with traditions that, well, they change, things change, life changes. And with those changes, sometimes traditions tend to change also, regardless of us wanting them to or not. Today is the second anniversary of my dad's passing. Sorry, I didn't mean to drop the heavy bomb out of nowhere. But as anyone having lived with the loss, which I would probably say is 99% of us, the usual traditions can sometimes feel not so traditional. Of course, we still go through the motions, hanging up lights, wrapping presents, attending holiday parties. And, but there's a part of us that just find it difficult and not completely uncomfortable even when to, I don't know, get into the spirit. So if you're also struggling this holiday season, I want you to know that you, you are most definitely not alone. Trust me, not in the least. And we'll get through this together. But, you know, there's, there's no distraction in the world that can ever make you truly forget the people that you miss. But that pain, that void, that missing in your heart isn't something you need to push away or distract yourself from. And no matter how many lights you put up or how many ribbons you wrap, there's no distraction in the world that will ever make up for truly the person that you miss. Holidays can be so bittersweet, but they're more than a reminder of the past. Traditions can be like a family recipe that's pulled out this time each year and you follow them step by step. And they're passed down by so many people, maybe an aunt who then got it from someone else, but then altered it along the way. And some recipes, they can be easy to follow like the ones that you print out online that promise quick and easy cooking. The recipes passed down to you, maybe they're a little less legible. Maybe they have notes scribbled in the margins. Half of it's kind of memory, and half of it's like, oh yeah, I think she used to do it this way. And every now and then, the recipe may change as your family changes, right? Like when your aunt started eating vegan, you had to learn how to replace certain ingredients or when your cousin decided they didn't like onions so you had to find a way of making the dish without onions the point is family recipes are never set in stone they're always evolving just like our families right and that's what makes them so special sometimes an extra pinch of something here sometimes a little less of something there but when it comes to grief, there is no recipe. There's not. Grief is a tricky thing. Everyone experiences it differently. And there's no one-size-fits-all solution for how to deal with it. But that doesn't mean there's no hope for coping with grief. In fact, one of the best things you can do in grieving is to write a new recipe, a new tradition. Maybe one that honors the past while embracing the present. This year, if you find yourself staring at an empty chair 
take a seat at the table anyway. Yes, the table may look different, no question, but the table has others around it with you, and that is what moving forward is supposed to look like. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. Grief makes it easy for us to catch ourselves having a good time. Like when you're cooking and laughing at a joke someone made and then you realize, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm happy. And oddly, that feels pretty bad. But there's no need to feel guilty for enjoying a new holiday season. And the fact that you remember your loved one is a reason to be happy means that you're holding them close to your heart, and it also means that you're creating a new holiday tradition, one where it's okay to be happy, to smile, to enjoy yourself. It's okay to be okay. It's okay to celebrate the time with the people that are around you now. And recipes, especially family recipes, they're meant to be altered. I think, think about it this way. Your great-grandparents probably had a different take on food back in their day. I mean, can you imagine having gelatin surrounding your turkey? Or if you went way far back, churning your own butter, right? Life changes, and thankfully, so does food. So writing a new recipe is all about embracing change. No, it doesn't always feel right to embrace change. I get that. But you're not starting from scratch. You've got a timeless recipe of family traditions in your hands, so it's time to write in the margins. If the person you miss was the one who lit the candles or hung up the holiday decorations, it's time for either you or for someone else to start doing these things. Taking on new responsibilities is about letting the festivities continue, not just for yourself, but for others to be involved too. When pangs of grief come up, you don't need to push your feelings away. If the festive lights and decorations feel too painful, simply scratch them off the recipe. They can wait a year. And there are other ways to honor your traditions while embracing new ones. And it depends on you and how comfortable or uncomfortable you may feel. If the holidays feel so bittersweet that five cups of sugar doesn't seem to sweeten it at all, well, let your loved ones take the wheel. Nobody can cook a huge dinner or host a party on their own, and nobody needs to face their grief alone. If there's too much on your shoulders, an important note of your recipe might be, hmm, let someone else take it from here. There's no pressure do everything for everyone. I'm going to say that again. There's no pressure to do everything for everyone. Maybe the best tradition to embrace is taking it easy. Cooking is a science. I, my wife is a master baker and cook and chef and I think the world of her and I'm so incredibly grateful for every time she's in the kitchen. And, you know, that's one thing that she says all the time is that, you know, baking and cooking, it's a science. You know, when you see someone taste a soup that they've been making and somehow they just know when it needs to make it a bit more flavorful, right? 
There are all kinds of ways that foods interact until they turn into a balanced, delicious meal. It's probably why family recipes are always evolving. A different palate means new flavors, and you've got your own palate and your own scientific skills are being used to create this balanced life, or in this case, a balanced holiday season. Balance means crying and refusing to bottle things inside, but also spending time with loved ones and allowing yourself to feel good. One tablespoon of tears, one liter of joy. It's a decent ratio. The best way to write a new recipe for the holidays is to truly experience the season by being present. Being kind to yourself will get you through all the unpredictable ingredients in your recipe. And that will look like one big mess (laughs) with a ton of love mixed in. You're hanging the stockings one day, then sleeping all day the next. Little kids will be running around screaming and playing, and you'll pretend to be annoyed, but secretly you're enjoying their presence. Your friends will bring delicious food, and your whole family will devour it. You'll open presents, and you'll give presents, and your heart will hurt, and then it will feel full. There's a reason why most recipes are altered, why they're changed, why they're written over, and full of notes and history. It's because nothing ever stays the same. One year just isn't like the last. It's better. It's worse. It's different. And if your recipe leads to a burnt dinner or a beautiful feast, it doesn't really matter as much as the way you handle it. Because there will always be a missing chair at the table. There will. And no matter how many new traditions you embrace, that chair will always pull at your heartstrings. But with kindness, with time, with others around you, grief won't always mean guilt. I'm going to say that again. Grief won't always mean guilt. You can accept one part longing, two parts love. And when the candles are lit and the food is passed around and the kids chase each other from room to room and the second pot of coffee is brewing, your seat at the table will begin to feel more and more like home. Because with your slightly altered recipe for holiday traditions, that person you miss is included in all the things that you do. All of the ornaments unboxed each year. Every dinner you share. Every cup of coffee you pour. And even every peanut butter pinwheel that's made in hopes that for once, once, just for once, that you get it right, just like Grandma did. Every day, every holiday, every year, we wake up to a new world. The sun shines down on us, casting a different light than it did the day before. The leaves rustle in the wind, caught up in a dance we can't see. The world is always changing, and so are we. And sometimes those changes are small and insignificant, and other times they're large and life-altering. But through it all, You have to remember that you're not alone in this. You are part of a community, of a family, of something bigger than you. 
and together we can face anything that the world throws our way. So when you look at the table and see only yourself, remember, you're not alone. There are others with you, even if not physically present. Here's to embracing new traditions. Whether it's trying a new recipe for the holiday feast or adding a special twist to an old favorite, there's nothing like mixing things up to keep the festivities fresh. So go ahead, experiment. You have full carte blanche. You have permission, and who knows? You may just start a new tradition of your own. And if all else fails, well, there's always Grandma's Peanut Butter Pinwheels. To find more episodes of Comet Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit cometdownpodcast.com. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. And now something my attorney wants me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and is not intended to, nor should they serve as a substitute for medical advice or a diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should only act upon the advice of such physician. Now, what I'd like to say. I am an extreme empath by nature, But my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this and future podcasts in aiding those needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit CometDownPodcast.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of emotional health. I'm Chad Lawson, and until next time, be kind to your mind, and join me next week as we calm it down.